You're listening to the School Leavers podcast, made by Wiser. Welcome everybody um, to Wiser School Leavers podcast. Um, today I'm your host Shingi and I'm joined with BT's very own Tom Cully, who also happens to be the co-chair of London, uh, London Young Apprenticeship Ambassador Network, which is, uh, which I can shorten down to L Yang. Um, and yeah, so I think starting off, I'll give a short introduction into a bit of my background and then we can get straight into the questions. So to give you guys a bit of context on who I am, so I started my career um, as an apprentice through Knight Frank. I joined them in December 2016 and I was uh, with, uh, as a lessons negotiator and I worked with them for two and a half years um, before actually deciding that I wanted to actually get a bit of startup experience. So I managed to actually speak to one of my old tenants who happened to actually be the CEO of a legal tech firm, um, a legal tech startup, sorry, um, which actually gave me that uh, one year experience of um, startup life and, uh, and the 15, 15 hour days, so, uh, which is great. But then that's where I started to actually ask myself those kind of questions in terms of what I, what I truly feel um, I'll be most impactful of. So fortunately, I've, I've um, had the same mentor for about four years now. Um, so he's uh, CEO of Night Frank, Alistair Elliott, um, who is the person who actually int- initially introduced me to the CEO of um, Wiser, Finn. Um, and I was initially attracted to Wiser purely because their main mission is to change the way uh, people think about work. So for me, this resonated with me because it gave me a chance to actually uh, start really brainstorming how I could actually best um, add to that and, and add value in terms of changing the way young people are perceived um, in the workplace. So which brings us um, here today uh, on this podcast to actually start tackling that. So um, thank you so much for joining me, Tom. And if you could give us a bit of intro on you. Yeah, no worries. Thanks, Stringy. Yeah, uh, my name is Tom Cully. As, as, you, as you've mentioned, I'm a, a networks degree apprentice at BT. Uh, I've been there since September of 2018, just after finishing my A-levels um, in Hertfordshire. Um, and I also uh, recently took on a new role alongside um, a colleague of mine um, as the co-chair of the London Young Apprentice Ambassador Network, the, uh, the London YAN, as, as, you've, as you've mentioned, which is a, a really exciting role. Um, and uh, definitely keeps me busy alongside my uh, BT role, which particularly over the last um, kind of COVID period, this unusual period that we've been living in has been um, been quite um, different, I guess. Um, so yeah, I, um, I, I, I've been very lucky to, to have this role as an apprentice and uh, something that I'm incredibly passionate about, incredibly passionate about promoting and, and kind of uh, sharing my story whenever anybody kind of is, uh, is keen to hear it, I guess. No, that's beautiful, and I guess we can we really resonate with one another on that as well. So, and it's um and it's great that I can actually now even be a part of um, the L E M, um, which will shorten up. Um, and in terms of um, just starting off, are you able to go into a bit of detail as to how an apprenticeship first came uh, onto your radar? 
Yeah, absolutely. So um, I uh, I was very lucky that my my school brought in a in a company to uh, to talk about apprenticeships. At one point, it was a, a private company to to promote apprenticeships. And uh, you know, at first, I have to admit, they gave this presentation and and, and uh, opened my eyes to degree apprenticeships. At which point, I thought it was all a little bit too good to be true. Um, I thought no, there, there has to be a catch. The the argument was, you know, you've got. Uh, four years worth of work experience, four years worth of pay, a, a free degree and, and no student debt. And I thought, no, it's just too good to be true. This this can't be right. Um, and uh, it turned out that I was wrong there. Um, I, I went away and did some research and found out that this was true, that these things did, did really exist. Um, and uh, took on the the um, the offerings of that organisation at the time to kind of upskill myself and and get ready for um, uh, interviews and, and all of those kind of things. So I guess um, I was I was being a little bit um, uh, uh, I guess negative about it initially because I thought no can't be right. But as soon as I realised that this opportunity was real and that there were some fantastic large companies the big organizations with with great reputations who are out there offering these these roles i thought i've, I've, I've got to get involved uh, so i guess slightly different to others and i think our mission now is to ensure that you know people like yourself and i and shingi it's great to have you joining the london yan that's something i'm incredibly excited about as well and and um you know it's great about having people like yourself and i being able to go into schools and share share our stories and hopefully that will be a way that uh, apprenticeships get onto their radar now as well yeah and i and I, I thoroughly agree with that and i really appreciate that as well um and in speaking of the uh, let's say when you say that it was a bit too good to be true and i, and I can completely em uh, emphasize with that as well um in the sense of what kind of helped you to kind of um alleviate those concerns that you had yeah, I, I guess there's there's plenty of um, advice and kind of support on uh, the gov.uk website and um, all of those those kind of platforms. Um, to be honest, I just went straight to Google and I kind of de searched degree apprenticeships and found the likes of Barclays, found the likes of PwC, um, one of the big four financial firms. And well, actually, I think every one of the four big financial firms was offering degree apprenticeships. Uh, BT, who I'm with now, Accenture, another tech company, Google even getting involved, not at the degree level, but but on apprenticeships in general. Uh, and I think that's actually a really important point to make is that once I'd understood what degree apprenticeships are about, I understood what apprenticeships are about. And when I understood what apprenticeships are about, I then opened my eyes to level three and level four apprenticeships as well as degree level apprenticeships. So, uh, you know, because actually these are unique opportunities and that actually... I think when you go to sixth form or you go to college or whatever route you take um, after you finish your GCSEs, uh, whether that be an apprenticeship as well, I think that uh, university is heavily pushed. Um, and actually, universities and employers are totally different. And you'd think that they'd be very similar because they're that getting closer to that full-time work kind of you know, mode, if you like. Um, but they are totally different is that employers want to hear from you. Um, yes, they want to ensure that you've got the qualifications to kind of back that up, but they want to hear from you and what you can bring to the company and your passion and enthusiasm. And, and that's something that um, that I then realised. And when I realised that, I thought, OK, well, what if I did a level three apprenticeship or a level four apprenticeship? I might then have the opportunity afterwards to to go on and, and uh, still do a degree with my employer. Uh, after I'd finishing a level three or level four. So I think it was like a domino effect, really, from understanding what a degree apprenticeship was through 
understanding what apprenticeships in general were and then actually exploring other levels as well. Uh, so yeah, in fairness, I just I just went to Google really, but there are some great platforms such as to find an apprenticeship website and also uh, Vacancy Snapshot, which is a website on the Amazing Apprenticeships page, um, which is really good to explore the different employers that, that recruit uh, degree apprentices. No, and that's, that's awesome. And in terms of, um, you mentioned in terms of, um, I love the comparison between like uni and employers, but then uh, let's just say in terms of when you were actually in school, what um, were, what did you consider uni as an option or were, was, was the turning point when you had the, the individuals come into your school and do the presentation? Yeah, well, you're absolutely right. I um, I was looking at university as well, and uh, I look back at it now. And before that presentation in school, I was, I was adamant that I was going to go to the University of Glasgow and study a double honours in politics and computer science. And now I think, wow, I must have been absolutely mad uh, <laughs> to, to think about wanting to do that um, because I couldn't now in my life. I couldn't think of anything worse. Um, so, uh, you know, and that's, that's what was, was promoted to me. That's, you know, maybe not that particular course, but that, that, that lifestyle, that university lifestyle was what was promoted to me. But, um, anyway, so I, I applied for five, uh, five universities, sorry, um, as well as eight apprenticeships in the end. Um, and, um, those universities I, I had kind of made a decision on before this presentation that opened my eyes to apprenticeships. I was in year 12 at the time, so it came at a good time that I still had the opportunity to, to then go and, um, uh, you know, apply for apprenticeships with, with good time. Um, so I um, visited a few universities. Uh, I ended up deciding my primary and secondary choice as the University of Leeds uh, and the University of Kent, um, which um, were, were universities that I really, really loved. Um, but there's a story on the University of Leeds one, which I might have to come back to later because um, I actually ended up applying for the University of Leeds because PwC were doing their degree apprenticeship up there and that was the only reason I ever went to the university and I really, really liked it in the end. But um, yeah, I, I applied for them, um, but really by the point I'd had that presentation about apprenticeships, they were my backup option. Um, so it was a case of, okay, well, I've got these eight apprenticeships. Um, they are more competitive. These apprenticeships are more competitive than going to university. Um so I thought, okay, well, if, if I get an apprenticeship, that's, go, that's great, let's pursue it. Um, if I get more than one apprenticeship, that's, that's a great position to be in and I can actually choose what employer. Um, but if that doesn't work out, I, I, I'm, it was highly likely that I was going to get an offer to go to university, which I did in the end, even after not getting the grades that they originally wanted. Um, so rather than actually just kind of going calling the university, it was the University of Kent in the end um, who offered me a position and... and, and uh, offered me a place, sorry, and, and rather than calling them and going, yeah, you know, sorry, I'm, I'm going to reject it, I'm going to do an apprenticeship, I actually called them and, and uh, said, uh, could we defer it from um, September 2018 start to September 2019? I said, oh, I'd like to take a gap year. Obviously, that, that in theory was a lie, um, and actually I was going to work for BT. Uh, but what that really allowed me to do, and, and, and it's not an issue, that's what the, the, the university is there to do, um, it, the admissions team is there to do is to support you with your application is they were more than happy to defer my application for one year which meant that if I didn't enjoy my apprenticeship at BT I could drop out and go to the University of Kent in September 2019 without having to reapply whatsoever so that gave me quite a good uh, you know thing to fall back on 
And I think that's brilliant as well because, um, like, even like thinking about how switched on you actually were in terms of like your options and and kind of even thinking ahead as to what you feel you would have suited to you. Um, I think that's really it's, it's actually really inspiring. I know we're, we're kind of probably around the same age, but at, at the end of the day, I find it really inspiring because, like, I, I was one of those kids where it's like okay like it was either uni or the highway so um to actually I think it's actually so important for us to focus on the fact of what you have said in terms of that it is like you have got your future in your hands and the fact that there there are those options there to actually say okay well and brilliant initiative to even call um the university to defer it because now that's given you the opportunity to now actually get a head start in your career. So I think that's, um, I think that's amazing. Um, and then just on the topic as well of, of school, can you, um, in terms of, um, let's say now, so we've had, the, um, we've had the individuals come and do their presentation. You had um, your university options, but then in terms of, this is kind of my, my favorite bit, is in, in terms of the perception of apprenticeships. When, when you initially started looking, what 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 per, what perceptions were there of apprenticeships? Uh, with kind of the school or students or both? Um, I think in general is like yeah. in terms of uh, uh, we both know in terms of what the stigma and kind of um, misconceptions are, but I think um, it'll be quite nice to know from your point of view. Yeah, absolutely. I I um I guess it was slightly mixed. Um, my I have to admit my my school um uh, kind of peers my the, the other guys who were in my position guys and girls who were in my position at um at my school i think um it was maybe a 50 50 split i'd say half half of people wanted to go to university the other half of people were looking to get into work but were really open to apprenticeship so i think that actually as a school i actually went to a, a, a great school that really wasn't forcing uh, the message of university is your only option as much as other schools that I've been to um, and, and that I'm aware of. Um, but then again, that was a general trend in my area. So I wonder if the area that I was going to school in was kind of quite clued up about apprenticeships, which was great. Um, but at some, at some times there were some particular conversations where, you know, teachers would ask me in my kind of final year at A-level, oh, what uni have you got a place at? And I was like, I've got a uni place, but I've actually got an apprenticeship. And it was though the response that was expected was Lancaster, Leeds, you know, one of these big university names. It's though that was exactly what they were expecting. But actually uh, me saying, well, I'm actually going to do an apprenticeship. I'm actually going to do a degree apprenticeship was a bit like, oh, OK. Um, so, uh, yeah, it, that was a, a slightly odd conversation. But then again, I think we've moved um, mountains since then. That was only two years ago, uh, less than two years ago, and I think the the world of apprenticeships is is bigger and better than it was. Um, and even years before then, you know, we, we've we've made huge strides. Um, so I guess the perception was um, okay; it was accepted. My parents, I have to admit, were totally in favour of uh, of it. Um, they neither of them had ever been to university before, and maybe that's why. Um, is that actually when I said, you know, four years worth of work experience, four years worth of pay, a free degree, um, they were like, go for it. Um, so uh, I, 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 and I think if I was a parent, I would be the same. Um, but at the same time, I think, um, you know, there were particular, some of my friends who did go to university, that was absolutely the right thing for them. And I don't even mean just in regards to a career, but I mean, 
in regards to uh, their, their social lives, in regards to meeting new friends, in regards to moving away from home. Uh, some people just at that particular time in, in our lives uh, needed that. Um, and, and I would never, ever tell them, you know, oh, you should have done an apprenticeship. I would never do that. Um, and absolutely, I'm, I'm a key believer that we, as, especially as the London Young, Young Apprentice Ambassador Network, is the, the, the London Yan, is that we, we go out there in the uh, objective of promoting and inspiring people in the knowledge of apprenticeships, but actually we're not telling people to take one particular route or another, is actually we should leave there going, look at this fantastic opportunity, but remember there are so many opportunities out there, and I say to everyone who I speak to, explore every opportunity available to you, gap years, studying abroad, studying in, in, in at home, whether that be anywhere in the UK at all, um, doing an apprenticeship, absolutely anything. Um, and, and just explore it and because you know no one option is perfect for everyone so you need to find the right thing for you but also um, then uh, also then then saying okay um, what does this this scheme achieve for me and it's okay to go I'm not enjoying this and going I think I've made the wrong option because that's that's absolutely fine I've got friends uh, who I work with now at BT who went and studied at university for years um, and then dropped out and joined the apprenticeship scheme. And it's only now, two, maybe three years into the apprenticeship, they went, oh, you know, well, why did I go to university? That just wasn't for me. But on the flip side, I've got colleagues who started on apprenticeships and have since gone off and left BT and gone on to apprenticeships. So I've gone on to university, sorry. So, um, yeah, absolutely. And there's, there's no rush for this. There's no, you need to be 18 when you start your apprenticeship. It's absolutely to take your time. The time will, it will happen when it needs to happen. Yeah. And I, and I thoroughly agree. And I think it's interesting that you mentioned in terms of like, um, and how important it is to actually not to, I think it's quite easy for us as, um, especially like uh, as young people, especially in school, where we're quite overwhelmed with the options. And it's quite easy to kind of be split in terms of, right, I can only either go to work or I have to go to uni. So I think I really, I can really appreciate um, your kind of, way of going about things in the sense of no it's, it's it's all about encouraging and educating people on the options available rather than um saying right this is this is cinderella's shoe and you have to you have to find a way to put your foot in it so i can really appreciate that kind of um, way of going about things and the way of thinking um and i guess moving on in terms of um now so let's say um, we've spoken about um, we've spoken about how apprenticeships first came onto your radar, uh, why you chose one, um, and how apprenticeships uh, or apprentices were perceived. But then, in terms of let's say now, so you've been with BT for two years, uh, coming up to two years in September. Yeah. Okay, coming up to two. Congratulations in advance. Um, and then, in terms of uh, have you since starting your apprenticeships, do you feel as though there have been any challenges um, that you've that you've had to kind of uh, overcome in that period um yeah yeah absolutely i i think um you know it's one thing i haven't i'm going to start with something that i haven't had to overcome which i thought i would and uh, just because i'd like to make this really clear mm -hmm. is actually um when starting a friendship i always thought you know would i struggle with oh no he's the apprentice or don't 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 worry about what he's saying he's only an apprentice or or, or I won't reply to that email because it's only an apprentice. I thought I thought that maybe I would struggle with that, and not not because of BT as an organisation, and and I would have been in exactly the same 
position for any organisation. Um, but I haven't had that. And I haven't had that. And, and that is something I absolutely love, is that at BT, I am well and truly treated like any other employee. Um, uh, and it really does make me feel at home. Um, it really does make me feel uh, as part of that family. Uh, and, and that's something that I, I'm incredibly grateful and always will be. Um, but, but, but yeah, I'm putting that, uh, that one, one thing I haven't struggled with aside. Um, things that I have struggled with. Um, I think this is a generic kind of challenge for, um, uh, for me and people in, in my kind of role. Um, is that over the last, uh, well, since March, since, since the uh, kind of lockdown... Um, myself and my team working in network integration. So what we effectively do is we build the network, we make it bigger, faster, we add capacity, we add capacity so that we, the network can cope with increased demand. Um, so uh, where everyone's moved home to, to Zoom calls and, and Skype meetings, then we've obviously needed to, to get working a lot. Um, so so we've been really busy. And, and that has meant that you know our workloads have increased and actually at the same time as that being a massive challenge and that actually it's quite hard to, to cope at times uh, with the workload coming through, I look back at that at the end of the day when I log off at the end of the day and I go, I am in exactly, you know, this is a team. This is a team of people who have worked at the organisation for 30 years. This is a team of people who have worked at the organisation for five years. This is a team of people who have worked at the organisation for six months. And that is incredible. Um, and, and I absolutely love that. So with every challenge is a massive uh, positive, I have to admit. And the, another, another challenge I've had is um, I recently started covering my line manager in her absence. So when she's off, I, I manage the team. We're a team of um, of 11 at the moment, I think 11 or 12. Um, so um, it's, you know, that, that was a challenge. That was something I've, I've never done before. Um, you know, responding to emails from senior managers and and uh, people way above my pay grade who I'd never never spoken to before, but actually uh, being given that opportunity was a challenge and the reward has been actually the recognition that I've had across the organisation and actually people at that level who have been able to get to know who I am and, and what I do and, and that I'm an apprentice and I'm, I'm incredibly passionate about apprenticeships. Um, even less than two years into my into my scheme so it's less than two years it's been at the company so uh, again with the challenges the challenges have developed from massive opportunities um, which i've i've had no choice but to accept with open arms wait that like the, as you can see like i can't like that's just i'm grinning my teeth like people won't be able to see it but like for me that's i i truly feel like that's just that's just absolutely beautiful because it's it's one of those ones where um, having known like having uh, us knowing the the kind of way apprentices and apprenticeships are viewed um, by some, but it's so it's uh, I think it's incredible to like you're you're approaching two years into your apprenticeship and like the opportunities that you're now exposed to, um, and not to not to rubbish uni in any way, but I I would hope I, I would hope you kind of. I, I can kind of sense that you, you, you're aware that you've definitely made the right decision. Um, but that just sounds, and, and it's great to hear that BT are actually willing to, to look, beyond, um, look beyond age or experience and, and are happy to throw you in the deep end. And I think, and I think that's really, really inspiring and encouraging. Um, and, and I guess, I should know that that's a good way for us to then move on to 
Um, are there, besides what you've just mentioned, do you feel, how else do you feel that an apprenticeship has benefited you? Um, it, I, I guess it's just, it's given me fantastic opportunities to um, really, really network and, uh, and grow my professional, my professional network, my professional base. Um, you know, uh, an apprenticeship has given me uh, the time to to focus on on work but also the opportunity to turn around and be you know can I can I go and do this volunteering can I go and do go and shadow an engineer can I go and shadow somebody else working in another team because being an apprentice is all about learning uh, and I think my organization's very good at, at recognizing that uh, and does give us time for personal development um, so I think that's one thing that I really really enjoy is that actually I it's kind of it's it's an it's my apprenticeship and and I can kind of choose how I want it to to to, to travel out. I, I know some of some a lot of people do rotations as part of their apprenticeship schemes. Um, I actually don't, uh, but I'm in an incredibly supportive team and a line manager who really does believe in personal development. So um, that's you know again <laughs> makes my 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 experience incredibly enjoyable. What's uh, what's your line manager's name? We may as well we may as well give him a shout yeah, out. Might, oh. might as well might as well give Jade a shout out. Yeah, it's Jade Hill, uh, and uh, I I will, and I hope she won't mind me speaking on on her behalf as well. Actually, as well, she she is a, a, a she used to be an apprentice. She finished her apprenticeship in September of last year, uh, and now manages my team. So you know, again, a fantastic uh, case study, a fantastic example of um, uh, an apprentice uh, going and developing into. Uh, someone who um, is now a manager and, and really, uh, really showing the story of apprenticeships and, and how they are so uh, powerful in the beginning of your career. Yeah, and, that, and that's beautiful. And then shout out to you, Jade, because you sound like an amazing person. Um, and, and yeah, I, I think in terms of, is there, is there anything else that you, you feel is worth, let's say, let's say, Tom, leaving your A levels, what do you what do you wish that you had uh, initially known? If you could, if you could speak to you back then, what would you say? Yeah, um, I would probably say um, keep doing what you're doing um, because I did, and this is where I, I I'm quite open about my my results and and um, you know because I I, th I don't believe in in not doing very well at school. <laughs> But I do believe in not giving up when you might not get the grades that you expected. And, and I'll, I'll give you a little bit of a, an in, insight into that is that when I was in school, I did quite a lot of volunteering. I did quite a lot of community work. And that was something I was really passionate about. I enjoyed reaching out to the community and volunteering. I, I worked with my local council a lot. I, I chaired a youth council um, and I was a, a youth mayor of the local area that I used to live in something that I, I th thoroughly enjoyed and, and spoke to a lot of young people about different er er issues in the local area. And, and from that sp uh, spanned loads of different opportunities to, uh, I, I went to Nepal and, and trekked to Everest Base Camp and ran a community project in, in an orphanage and a school in Kathmandu. Um, so, you know, fantastic opportunities all around uh, and just take whatever opportunity comes your way if somebody comes into your school to speak about a school trip or if somebody comes to talk about this volunteering opportunity just just take it because you never know where it might lead you and if you take it and then find that you don't have the time to commit um you know you're a volunteer you're giving your time up for free it won't be too difficult to then drop out of that opportunity um 
So take those opportunities. And I have to admit, there was times at school where I had so many opportunities uh, that I was getting involved with and, 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 and people questioning, Tom, are you doing too much? And uh, and sometimes I thought, okay, I've really got to give it up. And to be honest, I never did. Um, and now I wonder that if I did give it up, would I have had so much to talk about? Would I have so much to share to my employer, BT, now, uh, the, when I was in my interview, sorry, um, so so keep doing what you're doing and go with your gut because my gut said do all of these things that, that get you out there, that, that make you employable and, and now they are the things which I recommend young people to do and to develop, to get involved with these companies. Um, so that's what I would say uh, and also never, you know, like never, you know, never give up, never give up because, um, you know, these employers are um, recruitment agents, they're recruitment advisors, recruitment managers who are real people, who have family, who have interests, who have friends, who socialise. Uh, they're exactly the same as you and I. Um, and these are the people who want to get to know you when they're recruiting. And that's something that I felt that BT did really well is they really got to know me. And, you know, when I, I had to, you know, I went to my uh, results day in A-levels and um, BT had told me, uh, we need you to get, they said, you've got the job, uh, you've got, um, uh, you've passed all the interview and we'd like to offer you a role, but we would like you to par, we would like you to get BCC at A level. Um, and they said they'd like the B to be in maths, which was my STEM subject. So I said, okay, and to be honest, that sounded quite achievable, a lot lower than, than universities that I was applying for. I thought, okay, I can do this. Um, it turns out that I couldn't. Oh, I know. I, I could have done it, but I didn't do it. Um, <laughs> I got. Um, I ended up actually getting um, an E in maths, a D in geography, and a distinction star in music because I did two A levels and a B tech, which are all all equivalents. Um, so effectively, I got the equivalent to what A A D E, which wasn't what um, what B T wanted. Um, so I then at that point thought that's it. There's my opportunity gone. Uh, the only opportunity that was left to me was to go to the University of Kent. So I sent off these results to um, to BT, and uh, in fairness, it took them a little while to, to make a decision. Granted, I think that's that's uh, granted that uh, they had quite a difficult decision to make, was do we take this person on with uh, possibly not the grades, which will uh, support him through his university degree, which is what they were going to sponsor. Um so I, I totally appreciated that. But after a few weeks, they got back to me and said, regardless, nonetheless, we'd like to take you on. Um, and I don't think I would have had that call. I don't think I would have had that decision made if it wasn't for the interview process, for the process that I followed and for the incredible support uh, that, that I had um, from the community groups, from the local council that I was involved with and, and all of those opportunities that I was offered. So I'd say, go with your gut, get out there and, and develop yourself as a person, not just your grades on paper, um, because that is what the employer is going to going to really choose. And I like, and I, I hundred percent can, I'll piggyback on that. And I felt like I thoroughly agree with that. And I think you're, um, you're a prime example of what, uh, and what the apprenticeships are moving into and how apprentices actually do think because it's uh, in, in, I've always felt that okay it's not it's not the easiest um, thing to to walk on the road less traveled but I think you've set an amazing example of that by as you said not giving up um, and again I can piggyback on that in the sense of I got four GCSEs and went straight to college, dropped out of college and ended up in, in 
one of the one of the largest independent real estate firms in the world. So uh, I think, yeah, we're I'll throw myself in this one as well. We're a true testament to apprenticeships and, and that's amazing. And it's great to hear everything that you've achieved in, not in a, not to, not in a uh, negative sense, but in a short, such a short space amount of time. So it only makes me even more excited to see what you can accomplish in the next two years of your apprenticeship. So um, yeah, I think that's, that's brilliant. Thank you so much for joining me and thank you no, so thank much you. for your insight. It's been brilliant. Um, and yeah, that wraps up our first podcast.